Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. Uh, it's me, Barber, and I'm uh, joined very happily today by uh, Joe Druitt. Say hello, Joe. Hello, and you better be happy about it. Always. <laughs> I think when I said very happily joined, I, I think I meant that you were very happy. And I don't mean to, oh. you know, impress that upon you or project, but it'd be good if I you am. are. I'm, I'm, I'm in a very jovial mood, but you know, I'm sat <laughs> here, across the room with uh, my best mate, having a, having a beer. Had, so, you know, it, what more to enjoy? It had to be a jovial mood you were in, wasn't it? There you um, go. Okay, well, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, please come with us on a journey uh, to Masham in North Yorkshire. Our pursuit of happiness today um, centres around Theakston's Old Peculiar. But in, I suppose, what is traditional fashion, we'll have a bit of a chat first about the hot topic, for which I will pass over to jovial, jovially mooded Joe. Um, <laughs> Joe, what's, what's going on? Well, I'm very happy that you came to me. Um... <laughs> This is only this is only uh, only episode two of this recording session, and we're not that drunk. So. <laughs> no. um, go on, that's good. All right, so we're talking about uh, obviously, as we like to do in the hot topic, about the latest beer news, and we're travelling to one of our favourite, I guess, kind of you know, up and coming slash kind of making a name for itself breweries, Crafty. which is Thornbridge, yeah, yeah Crafty Brew, uh, which is Thornbridge Brewery. So big news coming from them that their Necessary Evil, which is one of their beers, has just topped the world rankings. So, okay. <laughs> their, this Necessary Evil is a bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout, um, and it's been named best flavoured beer in the world at the World Beer Awards. In the world. In the world. <laughs> um, fair play. I mean, if you were making a beer... And they said, this might win an award. What award would you want? Best flavoured beer in the world. He's got to be up there, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think you've, you've made it quite hard. If you, You've done pretty well if you've got to the best beer taste in the world, haven't you? Yeah. I do think, though, to a certain extent, and we have, I was going to say extensively, we have covered... Uh, Imperial Stouts on the podcast in the in the past, mm. not necessarily the most universally loved within uh, within our contingent anyway. Mm. Um, but in fairness, for world world's best sorry world's best flavored beer, mm. yeah. you're not going to win that with a a four percent lager, are you? Well, it's, this is the thing. Imperial Stouts are an incredibly distinctive flavor. Yeah. It's not for everyone. So the fact that this beer, being a barrel-aged imperial stout, that has won the best flavoured beer, I have to wonder who's judging said beers. Well, also with that, because it's also, it is, it is uh, bur- bourbon barrel-aged, it just yeah. rolls off the tongue, that, and it's, it it's what, 13? So, say that two times faster, bourbon barrel-aged. <laughs> bourbon barrel-aged, bourbon barrel-aged, bourbon barrel-aged. BB-8. Bourbon bubbly. Bubbly, bubbly. Oh, but another bubbly. Um, <laughs> that's a video for another time. Um, and it's 13%, right? Yeah. So, and also, because we tried, uh, who were, who was the one we tried? Do you remember when we were in Weymouth? And and Drabbers bought it, and it was yes, it was the expensive. Goose Island barrel Goose Island, aged, that um, was it. And and we've stout, tried yeah. we've tried another one in between. We had one at the beer festival um, by yeah. um, the ba- uh, Double Drop, I think they were called, or ba- uh, Double Big Drop. No, no, not, not an alcoholic company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
given the kind of drops that can happen. Not sure what you're thinking. Uh, no, I think they were called Barrel Age or something like that, or yeah. Double Barrel or something. So, and they, this is what they do. They make Imperial Stouts, yeah. like Barrel Aged Imperial Stouts. And anyway, this is their drop of one. It was it was delicious for an Imperial Stout. Like, I, you know, yeah, it's not my cup of tea fish, you know. Um, but I kind of am thinking, well, is it just that the Imperial Stout is just a bit, is it en vogue or en vogue? at the moment yeah. and that's you know that's winning the day because it's yeah. in a category that the the people who matter really like but um uh, to us this is um in, in, you know you want to give these things a try when when mm. you hear this news about them don't you you want to find out what what the uh, well, life is i think this taps into the big trend at the moment which is this barrel aged imperial stout you know, kind of infusing this beer with things from other parts of the world um, and from, from barrels. I mean, we, we, we've got a quote here, you know, that we're seeing a lot of different varieties of this barrel aging happening with cognac, uh, you know, barrels with imperial stouts. We're seeing triple sec and Caribbean rum barrels. Which and actually, yeah, tick, imperial tick, stout. tick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Triple sec is quite an interesting barrel to be mixing up with beer. But anyway, all of this, I think what we're just basically seeing is that there is a demand here and people are liking it because they're voting for it in the World Best Flavoured Beer Awards. And they're voting for it by buying these more adventurous beers by barrel-aging Imperial Stouts, basically. Yeah, yeah. I did also see just that there was a comment from... Because also I did, I did read this on, I think it was, it was Beer Today or something like that. Yeah. Um, that Simon Webster from Thornbridge... Say necessarily evil, which is the name. No, is yeah. Sorry, it was. I kept reading it and forgetting it was the name. Necessary yeah. evil is the name of the beer. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. and it's, it's it's becoming as iconic as Jaipur for us. And I'm just a bit like, oh, I don't know. Well, I haven't tasted it yet, so I shouldn't judge. But I just I really like Jaipur from, from yeah. Thornbridge. I is absolutely wonderful. Um, but I think they have claimed to make these kind of statements, especially because Thornbridge as a brewery is still kind of an emerging brewery. Yeah. You know, I mean, they've been around for a little while, but they're not, you know, that well known. I mean, the fact that you're right, Jaipur is their one for me that I always think about, but that's always because it's always been paired by supermarkets in the curry aisle. Yeah. You know, it's like, even <laughs> hey, on the curry, you have Jaipur, that yeah. fits there. It's like, oh, that's not what um, it's about. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Uh, do you know, I, I, there's a couple of things that I've just actually been confusing myself on. Um, it was uh, Thornbridge who did, we talked about it um, earlier on in the year, talking about the, um, they did their calendar, didn't they? They would bring yes. out a new craft beer for, for every, or actually yeah. they'd bring some back as well. They'd bring um, out different casks, wasn't it? That, that, that like was every it, yeah. month. Yeah, exactly. So that was quite cool. So I've got to admire them for that. And they, again, they get big tick from uh, Drabbers on the Are There Craft Brewery. Um, also, <laughs> sorry, I just did a little double take to myself because we were talking, you mentioned the cognac, triple sec and Caribbean um Cast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Having an impact. I also, <laughs> because our pursuit of hoppiness is Thingston's old peculiar today, which is very dark. I started sipping it. I was like, not get, not, no, I'm not getting this at all. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, taste yeah. Thir- doesn't taste like it's 13%. It's like, no, that's for later. No, <laughs> put it down. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, no, interesting. And um, um, yeah, it's as a little be- side segue here. We've oh, talked oh. about cast, we've talked about barrels. And my favourite phrase, I was talking with a. Um, talking with a, a master distiller for work recently and I was and I was asking her she was talking about you know this uh, you know how this this uh, this cask aged you know whiskey and blah 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 and how this cask is so different and I was like what is the difference between a cask and a barrel and she just came back with this little pithy statement which I just felt was like summed it all up every cask is a barrel but not every barrel is a cask 
And I just felt like, well, oh, yeah. that's good. You know, and that's, that's just ingrained in my brain now because the barrel is like obviously a broad term for these kind of like things and yeah. cast is the specific one of the barrel. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like that should be like engraved on some wood and hung over a toilet. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Well, Um, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas now, Baba. Yeah, exactly that. I know, like that. Anyway, I digress. Let's uh, let's segue into something else which has quite a lot of heritage, uh, talking about aged wood and fine triple sec. Um, And we'll talk about Old Peculiar. Yeah, dubbed The Legend. Mm. I feel like I'm going to be, I almost need to be in a recording, like a proper recording studio for that with the legend. The legend. Um, I have a feeling that Drabbers would have a question or thing or two to say about it, but yes. I don't think he'd have anything to say about this. The fact that it's an unpasteurized and cold filtered to protect the truly unique flavor of our beer. That shows an element of, of care and consideration to it. It's the bloody lootly. Yeah, and uh, this. So this is uh, what we're calling this is a five five point six percent. Jobby. It's a wee jobby. It's a wee jobby. They don't sound like this in that part of the world. um, Yeah, I mean, this is an old school. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Old Peculiar. I think it's the iconic... I mean, this is the thing. They refer to it as the icon, icon of craft beer sold all over the world. It's the legend. So big talk, they are, big talk. But Drabbers would be all over the place with this one. He wouldn't know which way is up. Um, but we're talking about Theakston's Brewery. Now, yeah. we talked in, about Theakston very in a small capacity when we talked about Black Sheep Brewing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because that was started by Paul Theakston, which, as you can imagine by the name, he is the one of the sons that broke away from Theakston's, the brewery, when they got taken over by, uh, I think it was Scottish in Newcastle mm-hmm. back in the 80s. Anyway, they they kind of broke away. Uh, Paul broke away and, and set up uh, Black Sheep. But Theakston's now are still referring to themselves as an independent brewery. So I'm trying to kind of think back about, you know, trying to find this out. Are they, have they gone back to being an independent brewery now rather than being owned by Scottish Newcastle and enveloped into one of these other much larger organisations now, like a Carlsberg or whatever? Yeah, yeah, okay. But um... Yeah, I mean, they still refer to T&R Theakston Limited as being an independent family brewing company that was founded in 1827. So still saying that the company is controlled and run by direct descendants of the founder, Robert Theakston. Yeah. So actually, do you know what? And, and I like that. And also, d- d- there's, there's heritage there, isn't there? So one thing actually I would like to direct people to go and have a look at is if you go on their website, though, um, they have actually... They still in, employ proper old school coopers. Yes, so love like, it. There's well, a we're whole, talking about casks and barrels. Yeah, a cooper is. I mean, and also big, big, super stacked um, Ewan <laughs> is, is all over the uh, um, is all over the website, and it's yeah. So, and so they they actually the ceremony. Of, of putting the barrels together is supposedly something they've been doing since the 14th century. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're taking it seriously. And, uh, yeah, and that just shows... It gives them it gives them a real edge, doesn't it? I think they're, they're talking about it in, in, in all the right ways. And you sort of... I don't know. He's got. He's taking me into the point where I'm going, yeah, I can taste it. I can taste that yeah. they use, um, you know, now, a, a proper cooper. For anyone out there who doesn't know what a cooper is, do you want to mind me explaining to the, the ladies and gentlemen? Am I, over, am I oversimplifying it if I say it's someone who makes the barrels? 
They look up. They are everything about them. Their whole world is the barrel. Yeah, you know, or you know, they—that's their world. Is that they work with the iron, they work with the wood itself, and they take care of the ga- the the casts. Let's say because this is what we're talking about for Thigston's the casts yeah. that the beer would be put into, um, and the barrels that the beer would be put into. Let's say so. Yeah, I mean, the the it's obviously a huge area that has died away mm-hmm. as. A lot of industries, not just the brewing industry, has moved away from from barrels and casks in this traditional manner, or like wood casks and barrels. Um, so you know, everyone's moved. There's a lot of more ingenious, you know, kind of different technologies now being used. I'll tell you, having a visit recently to the Adnams Brewery um, over in Southwold, mm-hmm. and they were show- they just had stacks and stacks of of, uh, of barrels on the side, and I was uh, well, these things that you know, plastic things with like like little. Um, what do they call it? The, 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 you know when you go into like a, um, it's like a plastic on the outside and then like a, I want to call it like a smoothie case on the inside. Uh, uh, yeah. Like a plastic, it's like a, like a, a, a silver bag on the inside. Yes. Um, that would expand as things, as like liquid is poured into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, what do you even uh, refer to that thing? I, d- d- I don't know. It's a bag within a bag situation. And basically they were explaining that those are now the modern casks that are used in export and international. So all of this homogenized across the breweries. All of the breweries who go, who ship their beer internationally have to use these, these like new casks, let's say. Um, anyway, long story short, it's an example of where, why the cooperage business has got, has gone away. Because also as well, traditionally cooperage was only passed down between family members. So you can only become a cooper if one of your family members, like your father or your uncle or your grandfather, was a cooper oh, already. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, and that's just because it was a highly sought-after business uh, and a trade, let's say, a craft. Um, now, 10 points. I'm going off on one about coopers here. But <laughs> 10 points if you can give me the name of the brewery or the – not even just brewery, but the the, the – it is a brewery. I've given you a hint there, but the employer who hired the most amount of coopers in its history, like out of anyone else. I'll give you an example there from Ireland. I'll give you a clue. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So Guinness. It's Guinness. Okay. You're spot on. <laughs> so, I'm just about to go. Feekstons. <laughs> Too obvious. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But yeah, so at one point Guinness had over 700 coopers, which is crazy. And I've seen, I've, yeah. having been to the Guinness Guinness experience in Dublin, and you kind of go along and you've got all these old-timey photos, and they literally had warehouses just full of barrels and people just hammering away. And, you know, it's amazing to see, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, long story short, I'll, I'm amazed, actually, knowing that Thiexton still use a Cooper. Yeah. Um, and they do refer to it as the Cooper, so they must have just the one Cooper. That's it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be a lot of pressure if you were the next man in the job. Um, but uh, are you enjoying it as a drink? This is going to be my mm. next question for you. Yeah, it's quite different to most of the beers. I mean, we've just come away from a, a light, refreshing, you know, new world lager yeah. to then step into this world. So it very much is that, you know, kind of like brown, reddish, dark reddish brown colour. Yeah, it does um, just about count as red, doesn't it? I've a, yeah. Uh, I have to shine a light through it in order to, to see the red, but it's in there. It's very dark. And actually, I think we... It is. I think, did we both say that we not we couldn't think of ever having had it before? So we are almost going I to... I haven't. This is the first time I've had it, that's um, for sure. And it's... It, I, I quite like... I mean, 5.6%, it doesn't feel too 
in your face, particularly in, yeah. in, bearing in mind we have just moved on from from a lager. Um, I've been told that I'm meant to be getting possible uh, hints of cherry and banana. Yeah. If I really think about it, that's possibly true. Maybe <laughs> more cherry than, than banana. Um, I'm definitely getting malty. It's definitely malt, has an aroma of malt. AF. It definitely has a malt one. <laughs> it's apparently meant to be a lightly roasted malt, but it, I mean, given the colour and the taste, I think it's quite strong. Yeah, actually, it's quite yeah. dark. Um, but yeah, it's definitely more for me. I don't get any banana or anything like that. I definitely get this kind of like dark fruit and berry the, the, kind of the, notes. The rich kind of fruit cakey sort of vibe, isn't it? And I suppose it's more of a uh, a, uh, a wintry brew than in that case. It's not as it's not as um, as cakey as Christmas cakey as. Uh, London Pride, though, I would say that still is the Christmas cake yeah, of beer world you know, for me. We, we've had another one in fairly recent memory, which was not far off that. And I'm mm. kind of trying to think what it was. Um, oh, that's going to really bug me. Was it Abbott Ale? Yeah, Abbott Ale Abbott's, was, was just, Abbott's. it was, yeah, it was like saurine, wasn't it? <laughs> which, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I quite like that this isn't quite that far uh, yeah, along along that route, to be honest. But um, uh, I did think I read something about uh, where were the hops? I wanted to know about the yeah. hops. Challenge, yes. Challenger, Target, and Fuggle. Yes, why nice have I got good shout what, the Fuggles. Why have I got a soft spot for Fuggle? Is it just the name? It's the name. It's, the name, it's also because it? it's one of the best best uh, the beer cafe around the corner from me here in uh, where, near where I live. It's called Fuggles Beer Cafe, which is just great. That's, yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I've always thought Challenger and Target sound a bit aggressive and serious, whereas Fuggle, just a great big hug in a glass. Jovial. I also like, you know, it's kind of going back to the wider product. I think Old Peculiar for me is the one that I know of. I haven't heard of any of these other beers that Thiexon do. Their Best Bitter, which apparently is their biggest selling beer, all that's consumed all over the country, which I've never heard of their Best, the Thiexon Best Bitter. Um, that's weird. Yeah, they've got obviously think, the old peculiar. Yeah, do you know? What I think. Well, I think maybe I have had it. But just I just think I know of it as Theakston's. Mm. Is it just? Yeah, I suppose maybe it's the. Is it Theakston's best? And it just maybe. That I mean, what it, it is. I, all, all I can see on their website is the fact is they've got pint glasses of different coloured liquid, but all with the same. Theakston logo on it, and it just underneath there's a writing about what each one is. So you can only tell. They're not like this, they're putting different packaging up. This is the first. We'll get onto the packaging for Old Peculiar in a second, but so there's Best Bitter, Old Peculiar. There's a Lightfoot, which is a tribute to the Lightfoot Brewery, bought by Theakston in 1919, and that's their Ballondale. They have a Pale, which is their modern twist on their 1960s heritage beer. And they also have a Barista Stout, which is a beer brewed for coffee lovers. Oh, crikey. So yeah, I'm getting in on a, on a good thing. <laughs> yeah, um, do you know, it's yeah, interesting. I, I have drunk Th- Thiexton's best bitter. I think I just know it, of it know of it as Thiexton's. Just we don't get it too much down here. I think they keep a fair amount up north. Mm. If that's um, yeah, I mean anywhere around the yeah. around the brewery is going to be uh, is going to be well liked. Yeah, there, isn't exactly. But obviously, they're you know Thiexton being a bit an old established or an established brewery. Let's say they've been around for quite a long time. Not only obviously are they you know making the beer, but they also own pubs. So going up into that Yorkshire area around Masham, there's just a lot of Theakston pubs um, up there as well. I mean, you can go on their local pint finder and you can find where, where you can get the nearest Theakston. Yeah, like that. And obviously there's a big like pull towards Yorkshire in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that part of the world. Um, but uh, yeah, do you know what? they? I, I mean, just to that end, I suppose it's... Um, 
They are, uh, I don't know why this is now almost like my meter stick for all these breweries that, that we talk about. Uh, I, I, with the exception of maybe the barista one, I don't think these guys are going to rate Fixton and Old Peculiar. Um, I think Drabbers would like it, but I don't think it's going to rate very highly on his craft beerometer, is it? I think what you'd need to do for Drabbers is you need to pour it out of the bottle or pour it and, and pour, either pour it into a glass and not tell him where it's come from <laughs> or, yes. pour, or pour it into some like jazzy looking craft beer like brand and yeah. call it like a, a new take on, a, yeah. on an old favourite or something like that. And then quite like a glass like a neon green flamingo on it. And yeah, have like graffiti written up the side. I go, mate, mate, try this, and he'd be like, yeah. "That I like." <laughs> it's it's called the legend. The legend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it named after me? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, talking about how it looks though. So I've got it in the bottle, and it is very unusual to have a clear or PSL label. Oh, I see. So the yeah, fact that you okay. can look through the whole of the bottle. I mean, obviously, it's a brown bottle, which is traditional beer, you know, so they're really leaning into that kind of Actually, white vibe. I mean, it's not I mean, like it's green or clear. Yeah, the bottle's not um, far off the colour of the beer, in, in my opinion, as that's well. It. Well, it's all, I guess, kind yeah. of building into this kind of reddish-brown, yeah. you know, kind of liquid kind of thing. Um, but the fact that they've got see-through labels, PSL labels, is really interesting. Actually, on the front and the back, um, it's the I've never really seen that, apart from the likes of, you know, uh, Sol, you know, where they're it's yes. all about the liquid yeah, colour yeah. and it's like, you know, clear and it's all about it shining through. So, yeah, it's, you know, traditional beer. Although I have just noticed on the side, which I don't quite understand, that apparently Thiexton's Old Peculiar is the sponsor of the Old Peculiar Crime Writing Festival. Okay, that's quirky. So, for any budding crime writers out there, go um, and enter this <laughs> festival. Exactly. Um, I... Yeah, so I know that also the one thing I picked up, weird little fact as well, is just that a lot of people know it as Yorkshire's Lunatic's Broth. Oh. So, <laughs> so there you have it. So that's. I need to know more. So, I do need to know so, more about that. So that's a thing. And, <laughs> um, yeah, it has this kind of agenda. Um, there you have it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so Instagram, they have uh, 8,600 followers. For Theakston yeah, Brewery, yeah, yeah. appreciative and noises. on Twitter for Theakston eighteen twenty seven, which is the Theakston Brewery's Twitter account, they have uh, six thousand five hundred followers. More than I expected, I'd say. Yeah. So yeah, I know you. We've now dove a lot, lot, lot into more detail of the name behind you know Theakston, what Theakston's about. Um, I mean, they're saying they're an independent brewery, but the fact that Black Sheep Paul Theakston left them and started up his own brewery because he wants to stay independent rather than the Scottish and Newcastle, I'd love to, you know, find out if that's fully, you know, if they if the family brought back the business and they now own Theakston's again, which is probably what's happened. Um, but there was a time under a much bigger organisation um, and it spawned another brewery, which is obviously doing its own thing um, up in the, exactly the same area. So they must be, you know, quite big employers in the in the Masham area. Yeah, but um, I mean, I wouldn't hesitate to um, to pick one up though, or particularly if I'm. I think probably a little bit for me is also knowing I, if I was in that neck of the woods, if I was up in in Yorkshire, I think then it, a bit like when you know, you know, you do the, the the Guinness pilgrimage, having something within touching distance of the brewery, I think would be uh, would be a real treat. And I'd probably drink their best bitter. You know, is this yeah. their number one beer? Mm-hmm. I probably that's probably the one I'd end up getting. I do like a good bitter, especially a local bitter mm. as well. Yeah, yeah you exactly. That's you know, gonna be good from cask. And that's all we have time for this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. 
And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll try that podcast.com. And watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>